Christ is in our midst, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this is Father Mille from St. Peter and Paul Serbian Orthodox Church, and you are listening to the voice of Orthodox Christianity of Michiana. September the 1st, 2007, marked a celebration of great significance for Orthodoxy in America, when the earthly remains of Archimandrit Sebastian Dabovic were interred in the St. Sava Church in Jackson, California. The first of many churches founded by Father Sebastian in 1894, the St. Sava Church in the oldest Serbian Orthodox Church in the Western Hemisphere and the oldest surviving Orthodox Church building in the Western United States. Today we would like to share with you the article Father Sebastian Dabovic, written by St. Nikolai Velimirovic Žiča. In the time of Lincoln's presidency, there existed already a notable Serbian colony in San Francisco. Among other immigrants, there were two brothers, Nikola and Ilya Dabovic. They came from the village Sašovići in the district of Herzegnovi, Boka of Kotaro. They were related to other two well-known Serbian families, Šimrak and Radojević, both from the same district in Boka. Ilya Dabovic had a pretty large family of lovely girls and two fine boys, Stefan and Jovan. And this Jovan, born on June the 9th, 1863, was the late Archimandrit Sebastian Dabovic, the first American-born Serbian priest, the first Serbian Orthodox missionary and the first head of the Serbian Orthodox mission in America. The first time I heard of Father Sebastian was in the house of Chedom Jatović, the former ambassador of the Kingdom of Serbia at the court of St. James in London, about 40 years ago, writes St. Bishop Nikolai. Mijatović showed me two books written in English by Reverend Sebastian Dabović and published in the United States. He praised the books as being very informative about the Orthodox Church and faith, and he praised very highly the author of those books whom he knew well. Said Mijatović, my friend Father Dabović never fails to see me whenever he arrives in London. He is a really churchman, knowing his business well and caring for nothing else. During the First World War in 1915, I arrived in San Francisco. Father Dabović met me at the station. He introduced me to many Serbs in the city. He took me to the Russian church of which the rector then was Father Theodor, who married one of his sisters. This Father Theodor later on became the famous metropolitan of the Russian church in America and died in 1950. Father Dabovic was closely connected with the Russians. As a young layman, he went to Russia to study theology. In Russia, he became a monk, changing his name from Jovan to Sebastian. By the Russian Archbishop, he was appointed to head, Nachelnik of the Serbian Church Mission in America. The Russian Archbishop, later the great Patriarch Tihon, made him Archimandrit and gave him a golden cross. And yet, his relations with the Russians had not been always smooth and friendly. Conflicts arose several times, as for instance in Jackson and Alaska. In Jackson, California, he was there was a large Serbian colony, 
but without a church. In 1894, Father Dabovic urged the Serbs to build a church. They were numerous and well-paid, working in a golden mine. They all agreed and started collecting money. Father Dabovic asked and received a contribution from the Canada company, which owned the mine. And so the church dedicated to St. Sava appeared on a dominating hill in Jackson, in the center of the Serbian cemetery. The Russian bishop demanded that church should be chartered as a Russian church. Father Dabovic, supported by the Jackson Serbs, womanly opposed. And before the case was brought to the law court, Father Dabovic succeeded in procuring a Serbian charter for the church. And this was the first Serbian church built on the soil of the New World. Then, in Alaska. There again, Father Dabovic succeeded in constructing a small Serbian church of St. Sava in spite of Russian opposition. He converted to Christianity several Eskimo villages. The Russians claimed them for themselves. Similar conflict happened in Galveston and Cincinnati. He was a righteous man, and as such as an American, he could not bear too much grasping by anybody, and not even by the Russians, under whose ecclesiastic authorities he worked. But he was not a man of lasting word and enmity. Generally speaking, he was a friend and admirer of the Russian church, and the Russians respected him. He went on from place to place preaching the gospel and rousing the Serbs to build their own churches. The people responded to his call, and they built churches in several places, as in Los Angeles and Chicago. Of his activity in Chicago, the poet Proka Jovkic wrote enthusiastically 1905 in the Serbian paper Serbska Nezavisnost, edited by Veljko Radojevic in San Francisco. In Chicago, Dabovic organized a parish and erected a chapel on the same spot where now stands the magnificent Serbian Church of the Resurrection, on Schiller Avenue. He was the first parish priest in that church. Prokajovkic, helping Father Sebastian and seeing his evangelic zeal, decided to become a monk himself, but later he abandoned the idea. While in Chicago, Dabovic started the first Serbian church paper, Herald of the Serbian Church Mission. But he could not stay for long in one place. In 1917, Reverend Petar Stiacic replaced him in the great city, and he went on with his apostolic mission all over America from coast to coast. Thus many times he visited the lonely Serbian families in deserts and wildernesses to administer holy sacraments and bring consolation. He crossed the Atlantic 15 times and the Pacific 9 times. In Tokyo, the Russian Archbishop Nikolai offered him to stay and serve in the Russian mission in Japan. But he was by vocation a wandering missionary and could not stay there for long. But God sent another Serbian clergyman after him to Japan who stayed longer in the Russian mission. That was Reverend Georgi Kojic, a very remarkable man by his high learning and strict asceticism. This man, as an archimandrite in San Francisco having no parish, worked as a manual laborer and acquired a modest house of his own, in which he arranged the chapel of St. John the Baptist and by his last will 
bequeathed it to the Serbian people in that westernmost great city. Thus with Father Dabović had not done in his native city Father Kodžić did. But of these men of God were candidates of Serbo-American bishops after the First World War, but it was fated otherwise. The true servants of the Lord are measured by their heart and character and not by a high hierarchical rank. Archimandrit Dabović could have been a bishop even in 1907. The Russian archbishop wanted to ordain him as a Russian bishop for the Serbian people, but the Serbs did not want it that way. Archbishop Tihon was sorry about that, 
He was eager to show his appreciation of Father Dabovic for all his wonderful work. Failing to make him a bishop, he did something else. Once, when he celebrated the Divine Liturgy in the Serbian Church in Chicago, he presented our Archimandrite with a precious crown, which was worth 1,000 rubles in gold. But Father Dabovic quickly sold the precious gift and gave it to the church towards paying its debts. Such a man was he. He was absolutely unselfish. He remembered well the words of the Apostle, The love of money is the root of all evil. 1 Timothy 6.10 His poverty amazed me when I met him once in New York in 1921, writes St. Nikolai Velimirovich. I invited him to lunch, blushfully said he. Thank you, I just took a roll of bread for my last five cents. And salary? None. He lived on people's free donations, and still, even with empty pockets, he planned new journeys to Alaska, to Japan, and of course, to Europe. But you are without means, I remarked. He smiled with his usual childlike and fascinating smile and quoted the Bible. The Lord will provide. Genesis 22.8 and marvelously enough, the Lord always provided for his faithful servant. He was a sincere and convinced believer in a Christian missionary of world scope. He traveled restlessly and preached and lectured indefatigably. He composed books, wrote articles, epistles, and thousands of private letters to laymen and priests with needed explanations, exhortations, and encouragements. He spoke and wrote in Serbian, English, and Russian. His clumsy handbag was always full with New Testaments, religious booklets, printed sermons and tracts, also with small cross for boys and girls. All this he distributed freely. He never visited Serbian family empty-handed. He remembered the apostolic words, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Father Dabovic was well known among the Serbs in America and Canada, but not only among the Serbs, but among the Russians and other Orthodox peoples as well. He made many friends among the leaders of other denominations. Often I was asked by Episcopalians and others, do you know Father Dabovic? He was decorated by the King of Serbia, by the Tsar of Russia, by the Prince of Montenegro and by the Patriarch of Jerusalem. When he crossed the Atlantic for the 15th time and came to Serbia, he remained there until his end. Patriarch Varnava gave him an apartment in Patriarchia, where he stayed until 1938. When he moved to Žiča, where he stayed with us for some time, then again to Herzegnovi. On his way to an fro, he was steadily accompanied by Reverend Jovan Rapajic, whom he loved most of all and who took true filial care of the old man. Finally, he returned definitely to Žiča, his last resort. He stayed with us until the end of 1940. From there, he wrote many letters to his American friends. In a letter to Mr. Niko Mušić, he wrote, My body is getting weaker and weaker. I would like to see once more the Golden Gate. All my dearest memories from childhood are concentrated in San Francisco and in the country I was born. This letter has been published in Palandić Sujedinjeno Srpstvo, March 6, 1941. 
I visited him frequently, asking how the brother served him. His heart was failing. Father Apaich was with him day and night. The last time on my return from the diocese, I went to see him. Sitting in an armchair, he was breathing heavily and spoke in a whisper. Do you have any wish, Father? I asked. Only the kingdom of heaven. He spoke no more. These were his last words. Representative of his entire career on earth. After that, he gave up his spirit. He died on November 30th, 1940. The next day he was buried in the monastery cemetery alongside another famous Archimandrit, Father Raphael, erstwhile the superior of the great Serbian monastery Hilandar in Sveta Gora, who died in Žiča in 1937. During the night the first snow had covered the earth and it was cold. Yet His Excellency the American Ambassador Arthur Bliss Lane sent the American Consul General from Belgrade to represent him at the burial. For Father Sebastian was an American citizen. Beside, Mr. Bliss Lane had great personal devotion to him, calling him my spiritual father Dabović. So ended the earthly pilgrimage of a great servant of Christ and the greatest Serbian missionary of modern times. He was a missionary by words, by deeds, and what is the greatest of all by his personal character. He was a wiseless man, meek and unpretentious. He was positive and constructive in all his words and works. He never engaged in fruitless polemics. Externally, he was a little lean man with beard. Just a priest the Serbian immigrants liked, remembering their bearded priests in the old country. And behold, he was American-born and not an immigrant. But his conviction was that an Orthodox priest ought to be recognizable as Orthodox by his exterior too. This, of course, is not a full biography, but only a short survey of digest of the life of a man of God who for 53 years in the priesthood worked as a diligent bee to the glory of Christ our Savior. Yeah, and who worthily and nobly represented three great values, Orthodoxy, America and Serbia, equally loving all the three and equally serving all three. Ten years have already passed since his death, writes St. Nikolai Velimirovic. Here is a man who indebted all the Serbian race, especially all the Serbs and all the Serbian organizations in America. Should that man remain without a monument or any sign of honor on the American soil, he does not need it. He did not wish it. All he wished to his last breath was the kingdom of heaven, which I believe he has obtained by the grace of his Lord. But his people need it. His posterity needs it. The Serbian people always cultivated the noble virtue of gratitude. Let them express their traditional gratitude to this remarkable Serbian. Father Sebastian Dabov.
My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Christ is in our midst. May God bless all of you. Today I want to continue on with how often should we receive Holy Communion, a question that comes up frequently. To receive Communion, the usual two or three times a year is good and helpful, but to receive Holy Communion more frequently is far better. Remember, the nearer a person comes to the light, the more light he gets. The closer he draws to the fire, the warmer he is. The nearer the approaches, the nearer
Remember me, O Lord, in your kingdom. And the prayer after Holy Communion. We thank you, loving Master, benefactor of our souls, that again today you have counted us worthy of your heavenly and mortal mysteries. Set us a straight path, make us all infirm in reverence of you. Keep watch over our lives, safeguard our movements through the prayers and intercessions of the glorious Theotokos and ever Virgin Mary and of all your saints. Amen. Oh.